Good evening, everyone. Uh, we are thrilled because this is uh, a guest that has come by so many recommendations. And I have watched you uh, on video, and now you're in person. And as I was telling uh, the... Um, it's not a real live studio audience, even though they're live. No, no, we have folks in the congregation tonight. Uh, but I, I was telling them that I got to see you on the video and then in person, seriously, you light up the room and you're, yeah. you're just filled with joy. So bless you. This is Peggy Hall. Folks, Peggy Hall's in the house. Let's let everyone know. Now, I, I, can, I can go through the bio and the introduction. You have a bachelor's in political science. You've got a master's in international policy. And you do University of California, Irvine, teaching teachers K through 12. I can do all that. But I just want to show really uh, who you are by this video. Because now, this isn't an insult. It's the best way I can describe it. I'm not calling you a dog. <laughs> but you're a pit bull for Jesus, quite frankly. And, uh, pit bull for yeah. Jesus? How about that? Okay. <laughs> So. I'm going to make a t-shirt with that. Yeah, people for Jesus. I got it. Yeah. Oh, how about a fox terrier? <laughs> yeah, so gotta, yeah. uh, but, but take a look at this video. It describes what, what she does day in and day out and to bring hope across the nation in a time where people just really need to understand what we're dealing with in this malaise of confusion and a narrative <clears throat> that is untrue. And we're, we're out here every day using alternative sources to open people's eyes and set them free from this tyranny. So are we ready to show that video? Here we go, take a look at it, folks. And uh, Supervisor Wagner, I'm calling on you today to make a motion to terminate this. You may be uh, immune from COVID. You are not immune from the law. Here's the lawsuit for the San Diego Board of Supervisors individually being sued. We are going to sue you for fraud. Fraud is a felony, and a felony carries a prison sentence. And you are perpetrating fraud on the public by allowing this local health emergency, which is has no grounds in California law. This man, Chow, has repeatedly broken the law by refusing to give you evidence as required by law to support this. Are you aware that unless you terminate this unlawful local <coughs> health emergency today by vote, you are required to do so by the California Emergency Services Act. You cannot allow this to stay. It must be terminated at the earliest date possible, which is today. And you are aware that you work for the public and the public demands you to terminate this today. Your time is up. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Now, I, I, I'm just, I have to tell you right now, I'm, I'm getting uh, some PTSD because <laughs> I, I, I've been on the other side of the dais when someone like you has been there and, uh, and, and having to just realize that I'm getting scorched by the knowledge. But she did go over time, so no, that was good. No, she didn't, yeah. yeah they, we, had, they had to get in that last word. That, you know, I was yeah. already done, and they told me your time is up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what was, what was the outcome of that? What, what, you were there. Share with everybody what that was all about. Yeah, well, I am all about truth and yes. freedom. And my organization, which I'll tell you about in a moment, came through the grace of God. And it's just interesting that my background is in politics. I never use that as my profession, but I'm really interested in justice and in the law. And uh, I have some friends here and family members that ha were with me in the beginning of all of this uh, chaos, as I'll call it, and we were researching and looking, and the numbers weren't adding up, and I was putting all of my info on Facebook, and 
uh, I'm going to call you out, Robert, as a, a fellow patriot, and my sister Nancy said, what are you doing? Don't argue with people on Facebook. You should make a video. You should make a video and educate people on YouTube. People like to go to YouTube and watch videos. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, apparently they do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I made a video along these lines of there is no emergency. There are no grounds for a state of emergency. The, the state of emergency in California is very rigidly structured, and I exposed this step-by-step step on a video, and I realized, you know, the governor is not listening to me. I'm going to go to the Board of Supervisors where I live in Orange County, and I'm going to lay all this out for them because they had just instituted a requirement for wearing a mask, and I thought, not on my watch. I'm not yeah. going to... Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, God... God breathed into man and man became a living soul. I am not going to restrict my God-given breath yeah, yeah. unless it's my choice. And so when I realized there was no legal authority to do this, I uh, gathered the patriots and we, you saw that one minute speech. Uh, probably next week they'll give us 20 seconds and then yeah. down to five seconds. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because we will do what's required. And the following day, they came out with a press conference and they said that the mask mandate had been rescinded in Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I have to say, those of you that have been seeing my videos, I, I just stand on the side of truth and the side of law. And if you want to change the law, if you want there to be a law to wear a mask and to stand six feet apart, it needs to be a law. But these guidelines are not laws, and I've been making video after video um, calling out the governor of this state explicitly saying, this is not, not lawful. And he finally came out and he said, I can't mandate anything. So that's another one of our healthy American, uh, I would say, achievements because we actually put him on the line. Yeah, you got the governor to speak it. Yeah. Is, is my mic not working? Testing? There we go. Yeah, you got the governor to agree and to that. It, the other thing we did, and I want to also say a big thank you to the other healthy Americans, because I'm all about taking action, yeah. not just complaining. And how many of you remember these highway signs that said, wash your hands, stay home and save lives, uh, you know, this and that, and how many of you would avert your eyes or maybe do a different um, gesture of, um, you know, <laughs> indignation? Yeah. So instead of complaining about this, I'm like, well, I'm going to look into the law. And the law actually states that these highway signs are only to be used for traffic emergencies. Right. So we did a whole campaign nationwide to write to these Department of Transportation chiefs to point out the law and say, where in the law does it allow you to tell me to wash my hands? This is a highway hazard. You actually are supposed to have these signs to reduce the highway hazards. And those signs have been taken down. So that, right. I know. <laughs> and if they are still up in your, in your town, you need to go to the Healthy American. I've got the letter for you that you can send. We actually had the Orange County um, Director of Transportation in an email say, you're right, there is no need for these, we're taking them down. And when you see that that came from an official, a government official, and that now is being sent everywhere to Tennessee and Virginia and Utah and everywhere else, that carries some weight. 
All we are asking is that they abide by the law. Tell, tell everybody who's viewing where they can find that on yeah, your website. Absolutely. And all that. Uh, it is thehealthyamerican.org. And under uh, letters, I have lots of letters. And the best is to just go and sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. Because I email frequently. And my goal is really to encourage, to educate and empower people to take action, hopefully with a little entertainment thrown in. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a few rants, I know, Lord forgive me, I'm fully aware of my faults and flaws, but, I, but it does take um, passion and we need to actually get people fired up. This is called the fireside chat, yeah, so I'm bringing no, some fire. With no fireplace, so we brought well, you. Yeah, we're, we're bringing it, yeah. We, we've, had, we've had 175 episodes without a fireplace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But the guests, uh, like you say, are on fire. And That's right. You're my favorite kind of guest because David and I are going to do very little talking tonight. <laughs> That's quite all. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I want you to share uh, this with everyone this, where this passion came from. Now, you and your husband, David, you guys live down in Orange County. Is that correct? That's right. And, and obviously, your, your whole life uh, focused around education. And I was fascinated by the fact you were not a television watcher. You, you don't tune into Fox News, uh, none of that stuff. You don't even go to movies for the most part. Maybe periodic, I don't know, but I, I didn't see that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where does this woman get her knowledge? And you really just look for data and you search it. And, and it, you're a critical thinker. You don't, you, you're not indoctrinated, you're educated. You go to original sources, you go to straight to the law, and you push in that capacity. Where did that come from? How did you put that together? Yeah, I've always been curious. I just have a... You're, you're, uh, 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 we call him Whiskers because okay. he's curious like a yeah, cat. Yeah, I, <laughs> but we're, we're going to call I, you Whiskers I now. know many people are like that. We share this, this desire to dig deeper, and I've always been that way. I just, when someone tells me to do something, I don't say, okay. I say, why? Yeah. Why should I do that? Let me look into it. Let me dig a little deeper. You don't, you don't just agree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only, uh, yes, I, I just follow you know, God's word yeah. and his law, but everything else I will question because we are, we are fallen, we are humans, and we do make mistakes. But the thing is, I've never actually liked television to sit and just watch TV. Right. I one one be, of my friends calls it a window into hell in the corner yeah, of your living room. Um, <laughs> I, you know, ironically, I was on TV for a couple of years. I was doing, I used to be in health, I still am in health and wellness, and it's all about living healthy, and I would give... Obviously, you know, I didn't watch your show. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did David. Well, it is, now you have the healthy American. It's being, it's being healthy in mind, body, well, wait, and spirit. Well, it will just rub off. You know, it will, it will. And um, I I did a radio show for a few years where I gave my health tips, and it's all about really a positive outlook, and not it's not, positive thinking's not enough, but it's about really living out your life as God has designed you to be. You're like to health what Susan Orman is to finance. I like it, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. But, but to answer your question, I think that's part of the reason that I am able to think more clearly, because I, when, when you're living under fear, and, and not the fear of God, but when you're living yeah. under the fear of man, your mind becomes hijacked. And that is what the evildoers are banking on. And as Pastor Rob, you've said so clearly and, and um, so frequently, this is a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle for the very soul of humanity. And what is frightening to me and what keeps me going is that I have the Holy Spirit within me and the evildoers want that Holy Spirit, literally, I'm talking about physically to be replaced and, and to move that out right. with how they plan on manipulating your body. Now, all of this is coming to the forefront. I don't speak about that very much on my um, other 
uh, media because I'm all about education. And education is the, the antidote to ignorance. And if I could speak briefly on, on three main tools that I see the enemy working in our lives and then what to do about that. Because I'm all about solutions. I, mm -hmm. I, the only thing I complain about are complainers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I know I'm a complainer from time yeah. to time. Uh, and, and that, you know, when, when, when you, you start a program and you have followers, then you, you tend to get complaints. And like you, I'm not interested in your complaints. I'm not interested in what you want me to do. I'm interested in what you're doing and what your solution is. Uh, you know, anyone can complain. That's right. But it's time to fix it. Yeah. We need doers, yeah. and, and, and not the, whiners. You're absolutely right. And the, the complaining is understandable in yeah. that we're frustrated. And it's okay to release that appropriately. And I've had my rants, trust me. But, the, but, the, but do that with your dog or that, something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are ways to do that. Um, so the three tools of the enemy that I see that are really alive, and, and there are three antidotes, which is beautiful. So the three tools are simply division and deception and despair. So think about it. Division is what happened. They said, stay home. Yep. Don't go to work. Now, uh, before I started The Healthy American, I was teaching, and I, I still do. Well, actually, those jobs have sort of been cut right. uh, at the college, and then I did my water fitness classes, and you know, all of my seniors now have been told to stay home. I don't know why their lives don't matter, but the division and the separation, most people, they're if they are working, going to their job is a big part of their social life. They see their friends, what have you been doing? Right. It's, it's this thread that has gone throughout our lives. And to have, and even people that are retired, they have their activities. To stay home and to be separated right there creates fear, panic, and the inability to do what we're doing, which is to have discussions with people outside of your home. So the antidote to division is connection. And that's what you guys are doing here. Look at this. You came together. Well, and, and the, the forces to be want to fine you for connecting. Yeah. It's, it, that, that, as you know. That, yeah, God created us as, as you know, we're, we're relational beings. And if you attempt to connect, especially in fellowship protected by the First Amendment, and, and the command of scripture to not forsake fellowshipping with Amen. the saints, Amen. they're gonna fine you. That's what, this Monday, we're going up against a judge again. Yeah. So yeah. Th this is their intimidation factor to separate us. It, it is It's not gonna work. No, not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so you're a, you're a frontline freedom fighter. I mean, you're, you're on the front lines. I, I just kind of consider myself a pastor and every pastor should be doing this. That's right. Because that's our call. So. Uh, amen, amen. Yeah. And I'm... I'm very sorry to say that a church that, that I was attending and other churches that I know did close their doors and um, perhaps out of uh, an abundance of caution in the first couple of weeks. We all, we all were concerned. Yeah. That's no, reasonable. Yeah. It's yeah. reasonable. Um, but at this stage of the game, um, it's not ex it may be reasonable, it's not acceptable. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to get to that point of hope because that's what you're offering here. So you need to find a way. One of my, um, my PMOs, my positive mental outlook, there's always another way. There's always another way and I'm going to find it. It may not be the way that I wanted. It may actually be a better way. I may grow from that. And we know that God takes what was intended for evil and uses it for good. How many together. of you have found hidden gifts in this uh, situation? Yeah, new friends, new opportunities. 
new strengths, I mean, new resilience. New, um, new, new modes of connecting even via the live stream. That, that's right. Yeah. So I would have never done this. I, it's, I have it's a face for radio. It's, it's, <laughs> it's thrilling, actually, because people are able to expand and um, amplify their ability to connect. And I, because I do use media, I would never rule that out, but there's nothing like giving a hug, which is why it's so great to see people face to face. My husband now, we're doing a, um, I, I just thought of it driving up here. It's actually preach on the beach, preach yeah. on the beach. We have a beach church and it is free to worship. And you know what's beautiful, Pastor Rob? We have atheists that come, we have mm -hmm. pagans. I didn't know that was a religion. They told me <laughs> my religion is paganism. I'm, you are welcome here. Um, those of the Jewish faith, of all faiths, of no faiths, Buddhism and all, all sorts of things, they come for the fellowship. They right. come to be connected. They come to be mask free in God's beautiful creation. And my husband said, it's beautiful. There's no, there's no walls. There's also no collection plate. But that's all right. That's right. There's, yeah. we, it is as God intended. And you yeah. know, God will provide and he has blessed this. So connection, any way that you can find connection. We've been saying for a while, community is immunity. I love it. Yeah. That's another t-shirt. You can have it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Community <laughs> is immunity. And, yeah. and two, it, two statements on the same shirt. Okay. I <laughs> love it. I you love it. You, you think I'm joking. I actually launched the t-shirts because people asked me. One of the most important ones they wanted was Sprouts Discriminates. I had to give them what they wanted. Yeah. So anyhow, that's a topic for another day. You can buy that. Um, <laughs> And, and this laughter that we're having, you see, God created us to be in community. That is why fellowship is so important. And, and I, I, I applaud, I mean, I'm standing applauding you, Pastor Rob, because you are bringing hope. And I'm going to get to that in a moment because the second tool of the enemy, it, it, there are many tools, but the three that I'm seeing right now. The enemy this, is a tool. The enemy Sorry. is a tool. <laughs> Probably Absolutely. Say that. My bad. And, and the enemy is the great deceiver, right? That's yeah. one of the phrases that we get. So deception is so dastardly because there's a, some truth in it. Yeah. And you're like, well, this sounds reasonable to me. Like, I don't want to get people sick. But then when you go deeper, that's part of the digging deeper, you've, you uncover there is a lot of, there are a lot of lies mixed with truth. And so the deception comes in the form of confusion. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Well, this many people are going to die. Well, I guess they didn't. It harms my soul when I find out that some people are actually, they appear to be disappointed that this was not the pandemic that it was made out to be. Yeah. And I understand that because so many sacrifices have been made that they're like, well, I'm not leaving till I get my pandemic. Yeah. I gave up my job yeah. for this. Yeah. Why didn't all those people at the rally die? They were supposed to die. Yeah, and, and it's so sad, but I also understand it. And that's part of the frustration. They've been begging for, I mean, we've been wide open since May 31st and there are folks out there going, there yeah. has to be an outbreak. There yeah. has to, they're, they're just, no, they, they can't get away with it. There has to be them. one case. Give one us case. one case. Oh, and no. trust me, they want to test everybody. They're welcome to, but they can't, and they've been interviewing people. They can't find anyone that, no. have, that has contracted it here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, I'm and so they, sorry to let you down. Yes, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we, we know the deception because we see it, and I am a little bit immune to it because I don't watch uh, television and read newspapers and all of that. I get enough. You get enough. It's yeah. 
It's in, in the, the air. air. That's yeah. something that's, con that's <laughs> contagious. Now, if we could put a mask on that, I'd be, I'd be in favor of that. So what it takes is the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. And I thank God every day that the Holy Spirit, that is a gift that I believe I have yeah. been gifted with. Because some, and, and I know I have some friends here that are great discerners. And, and you're, you're nodding your head. You're like, sometimes it's a burden. It's let a me, burden to know the truth <laughs> in some ways. Let, but me, God let me interject you. here for some of our viewers because we have a number of folks, the, the idea of Holy Spirit, they're not sure what all okay. that is. So mm -hmm. uh, in Christianity, you have the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's a term that you don't find in the Bible called Trinity, meaning three, uh, three people, one God. Monotheistic, but you're thinking, how can you have three people, one God? I have no idea how to explain that. If uh, you figure it out, let me know. Um, I just know that the scripture speaks to it. If I could describe God and explain him, then he's only as big as my brain. And I can tell you right now, he wouldn't be worth worshiping. Be tiny God, tiny little God. <laughs> but we do know that, that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. God the Father, Jesus is the Messiah. He took on flesh, uh, was tempted in all ways, yet was without sin. He's the one who paid the penalty for our sins to be reconciled to the Father. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ who uh, is, is with all men. They call him the paraclete. Para means parallel lines, coming alongside. He leads you into all truth. He's the one that, that tells you what's right and wrong. He's like Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. And, um, and then when, when you come to an understanding that Jesus is the Messiah and you receive the Lord as your Savior, he then takes up residence in your life and you become what's called a trichotomy, body, soul, and the Spirit of God residing in you. And he guides and directs and tells your mind what your body's to do as opposed to being driven by your, your body or your mind, you're, you're driven by the Lord. And you, you experience the fullness of what you were designed to do. For example, this is considered a good uh, vessel because it's accomplishing what it was designed to do. It would be bad if it was leaking. You and I uh, were created to bring glory to God, not because he's uh, egotistical, but because when, when we operate in, the, in, the, in the, the design for which he made us, we experience the fullness of life. He's come that we might have life and life more abundant. He's come that we'd know the truth and the truth would set us free, that we can, we can obtain and pursue excellence when we bind ourselves, apply restraints towards evil, we experience excellence. And that's the laws, the wise restraints that make men free. So the Holy Spirit that Peggy's talking about, this is the third person of the Trinity. He's probably the most misunderstood uh, person of the Godhead, but he is the one that is giving you this awakening and drawing you to truth, causing you to hunger and look at all of the deception and the stuff that you're dealing with, that you just say, this just doesn't make sense, and why have all my liberties and my freedoms been taken? And your stream is dried up, and you're, you're going upstream to find the source, and as you're saying, you got pagans, you got, you got folks of the Jewish faith, they're all coming because their streams of liberty have dried up, and I just want you to know that when you come to those, you know, uh, worship on the beach or whatever yeah. you called it. <laughs> preach on the beach. <laughs> preach on the beach. And you come here to God speak. As you come, you're, you're going upstream. You're going to the right place because you're, you're, you've arrived at the source and the source is the Lord. He's the author of liberty. So welcome home. Take it over, Peggy. Yeah, I go. love that. I, I just love that. You see, you see, God draws 
I'll just use the word man, you know, mankind, draw, God draws man to himself through the Holy Spirit. And those of you that are like, I, I'm not so sure about this, but you have that little inkling and you're like, I know something's not right. You're, you're being drawn to truth and there's one truth and his name is Jesus Christ. He, I'm the yeah. way, the truth, yes. and the life. And That's what the, he said of himself. Absolutely. And um, those may be on different paths of the journey and that, that's just exactly how God wants that. We do have a conscience. That is a God-given conscience. Yep. And many people that are still slumbering, which puts me in mind, and if you're, if you're new to the Bible or you've been reading it for years, when all this happened, somehow I was drawn to 1 Thessalonians five, uh, chapter 5, which really talks a lot about what's going on right now, that many people are slumbering. And uh, the, well, so many things come to mind right now, but it is up to us to help awaken them. Yeah. The path is uh, narrow to truth, and, and it's like a set of footprints. Few there be who will find it. Evil is an active force. Whether you believe in God or you have a faith or no faith, you do know that there is good and evil. And evil, it's an active force that is trying to pull you off that path of righteousness. And wide is the path to destruction and many there be who will find it. And I always thought that was interesting. It's also known as the Broadway. And when yeah. you think of Broadway in New York and all yeah. of the things that go on there, but it's a narrow path that we're on. And so I want you also to feel, to take heart. If your family and friends aren't getting you, this is actually biblical. Not many will find the narrow path, but it's up to us, us to try to get as many. I call it all hands on deck. Yeah. There are people that are waving out there, drowning, saying, I'm, I'm hurting. What can I do? This doesn't make sense. And we don't just want to let them drown. We want to offer that helping hand, right. that healing, healthy hand, get them on board. And, um, you know, we're, we're sailing toward truth and freedom. So the, the deception, to, to kind of come back full circle, um, you can dispel deception with, you know, you can eliminate that deception with education. So learning, Not indoctrination. Reading, not indoctrination. Education. Yeah. Education. And I've been in uh, public school. I, I've never taught in the K-12, although I was the professional development director for K-12 teachers. I'm very familiar with curriculum development. Um, it, currently... Maybe not currently. I'll have to double check if I'm still on staff at the community college. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, too, because God is putting me exactly where he wants me. But even though I've been in public school for 30 years, I would not recommend sending your child to a, public, to a school in California. Yeah. Yeah. I just would not do that. And I, I feel that I was a little bit behind enemy lines because I was able to see what was going on and my goal was to redeem that. And in my teacher training programs, I would show how to make the learning student-centered rather than curriculum-centered. There are, let's say that your goal is, you know, I need to get to San Francisco. There are many ways of going. And as long as you have these um, educational goals that are set by the state, there are other ways of doing it. But it's gotten to the point where I don't think it can be redeemed right now. So it's also a beautiful a hidden gift and I would love anyone who is struggling in this area to please join me I'm going to be doing a future uh, webinar I have something better than homeschool better than public school it's called real life learning anyone can do it it's back to the one room schoolhouse who's here from Ojai there's a one room schoolhouse in Ojai going on right now yeah I heard about that and this is the way our country was founded right. so the education 
The Not older, the older teach the younger. And Absolutely, it's, yeah. and it's the best way to do it. You have a five-year-old and a fifteen-year-old, and um, you know, one day you're baking bread, so you're learning about arithmetic with fractions. You're learning about um, nutrition. You're learning about science. You know, uh, budgeting, all of these things. The next day, you've got the retired, you know, mechanic. You take apart a car. You learn how to inventory pieces. You learn, you're learning uh, engineering and physics. It is unbelievable what can be done just with those in the community who may be retired, you've got to, let's say that you're a single mom, you're like, Peggy, I can't do this. I've, I've got my kids in a private school. You take your child out of that private school where they're requiring masks. Listen, even if your child is not going to school in a mask, it's still harmful to see adults in a mask, to be in, an, in a place where you're told that, that this beautiful creation that God created us, that we're something to be afraid of, that we're diseased, this is not to be tolerated. So the single mom, you take one day off work and you have the kids, and then you've got four other parents that take the kids the other days, and it doesn't have to be five days a week. You've got three days a week, and the other two days they're off doing sports and activities. I'm telling you, this is going to be a revolution that you're speaking of in terms of education. And I know homeschooling parents here that have been doing it. We're going to be creating the Healthy American Homeschool Network. Mm. It's free. Mm. Yes. Absolutely free of charge. Um, God has blessed me with people that have been donating to this uh, cause that we have. I don't want any money from anybody for these resources. This is going to be where you can be matched up with those who need to, to learn. We're going to have a Healthy American Legal Network free of charge. Yeah. Yes, these, these individuals have said, you have to take a test at your work, a COVID test. I am going to write a letter on my legal, you know, on my a, a, a corporation's letterhead. I will send it to the school, and I've already seen that that has worked. If you need to develop a professional relationship with the attorney for other cases down the line, that, that's your own, you know, you're free to do so. We are going to have a healthy American yeah. emotional support network. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're, we're the, we had the, one more. We got one more of the okay. three. Yeah, we got one more of the three. So <laughs> and and that, that's, that, I have to say, that's very good that David and I are tracking because uh, we're like, oh, look, the rabbits. You know, I know, uh, I know. This is exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah. So this is, all, this, is all part of this is all part of education, which is the second antidote. So you've got your, your division, the antidote is connection. Your deception, the antidote is education. Here's how we're going to support you. And then the third tool that I see, and this is the most harmful tool, and this is where people, this is where the enemy is really getting in, and this is with despair. Mm -hmm. How many of you have felt uh, psychologically weary? Like, I, I'm, I'm feeling the heaviness. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing this here. I get many, many emails from people who say, I'm at my wit's end. Uh, my marriage is falling apart. My family won't talk to me. I don't think I can handle it one more time, this uh, persecution that I'm going to get going into the grocery store. Despair is the absence of hope. We spoke of hope, our, our one true hope in our Lord, but God uses us, he uses people to bring that hope and healing to others. So the antidote for despair is actually action. You need to take 
action because action is empowering. How many of you have written a letter, made a phone call, gone shopping? Yeah, let's see. Uh-huh, yeah. Without a mask, you've educated others. You feel empowered. You come to places like this. I'm not going to stay home. I'm going to. Life is worth living with all of its risks, inherent risks. We cannot minimize. Uh, we can minimize that. We can mitigate it. We can't eliminate that. And the reason people are living in fear is because God didn't create us to die. He created us to live forever, which is why the notion of death is so terrifying. Yeah. And so to give the hope that there is an afterlife, there is an eternal life, there is more to this life. But while you're here, you are called to do your works, not right. for salvation, but you are called to not sit on the couch and say, well, there's nothing I can do. For, for those who don't know the Lord, we, we do it, uh, it's a have to. For those who know the Lord, it's a get to. I love it. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Bible says that, that the law is a guardian, it's a school teacher to point us to Christ and to keep us safe until faith comes. So as you establish in the public square these laws that protect people, uh, laws of nature, nature's God, that you're, you're doing laws that aren't to oppress and to enslave, but to set people free you know, applying restraints towards evil in order to pursue excellence and you operate within the realm of, of, a, of a revealed knowledge that God gives us as you pursue it, then you start to say, okay, I have to abide by that for the health reasons. But then when you come to a place where you have faith, you realize you go, I don't have to do this because I have to. I get to do it. And, and that's, that's the transformation side of it. So, yeah. It, it, but it that. still benefits, even the folks who don't have faith, it still benefits them um, because yeah. There's, yeah. there's a return on investment on that. You know, I was going to say, combining your last two, the thing that I've been <clears throat> inspired by watching your videos is you put the education and the hope together. And that's what I've been, the two that I've been kind of resonating with is that you've been talking about when you go into stores, since the police aren't there to enforce it. You have all these store employees enforcing that. And they're not, they're not deputized no, to be able not. to go out to do that. <laughs> but, but they can kick you out of a privately owned business. I will address that. Yeah, that's what people, so go ahead. That, that's yeah. what people, yeah, that's yeah. what people think and that's what, they're, that's what they're banking on. So that's that ignorance again and the deception and the confusion. And um, what's happened, you know that expression to kick, kick the can down yep. the road? Yeah. So yeah. The, gover the, the government and the governor cannot make a law, and there's right. been no legislative law that has been passed. Right. Further, there have been no regulations, okay? No reg a regulation is something that has a number and it's on the books. <clears throat> yeah. You've heard that? Yeah. Uh, there's no regulation on the books that hairstylists have to cut hair outdoors, that restaurants have to limit the number of people. There's no regulation for and that. And that churches have to meet outside in 100 no degree regulation temperatures. That it, so I am so thrilled for your lawsuit and I know you're the people that are handling your case and God is using this for good because it's an opportunity to educate the judges I listened today just because that's how I like to do it I listened for uh, as I was uh uh, doing my podcast and uh, I thought you were going to say doing your hair yeah, not, not doing my hair um, I didn't want you to think I was driving and, and watching but I was listening and it was and I highly recommend you listen to this it was the young impeccable attorneys arguing the case in Michigan and the question was, what is an emergency and how long can it go? And I've studied emergency management, and I, I want to answer your yeah. question because it's all tied in. There's a pre-emergency stage, there's an emergency stage, there's a recovery stage, and there's a mitigation. Mitigation, mitigation means how do we plan for the future? What stage are we in now? Yeah. 
we're in the recovery and the mitigation. There is no emergency. But I will tell you, when I was listening to these impeccable attorneys arguing in front of the Supreme Court in Michigan, which there were 12 justices, these justices did not know the law. Yeah. They did not know the law. Yeah. They did not know the law, and, and I was appalled at the, uh, so not only do the justices not know the law, the law enforcement does not know the law, and I'm on very good terms with the sheriff in Orange County. I love them. They're fantastic. But now our next phase of action is to educate law enforcement. And I created a two-page document at the Healthy American, and it has two pages of laws that are being violated by that clerk at Walmart and the uh, whoever else may be preventing your entry. Now, my heart goes out to them in their ignorance. And it is ignorance, meaning they don't have the education. And the sad thing is, is they are actually violating laws by preventing you from entering this place of business. Further, my heart goes out, so I do have remedies for that. Um, my heart goes out to the, the churches, the business owners. And I saw a meme on the phone that said, oh, the governor shut down the businesses. The governor didn't shut down the businesses. Right. The business this owners shut down the businesses. Yeah. Yep. And they shut them down, and they shut them down out of, they wanted to do the right thing. They shut them down out of um, fear, out of not knowing the law, and about being strong-armed. So because the government has no law or regulation that requires us to wear a mask or have your church closed, there is no law for that, actually. Um, there are these orders that are, that are unlawful. So then they kicked it down to the county level. And so in Ventura County, they issued this restraining order, which is completely unlawful. And I believe that justice will be served. And then they kicked it down to the cities. How many of you live in a city where there's a city urgency ordinance to wear a mask? Highly unlawful, yeah. because the very first municipal code in the California Constitution says no city may pass a law that conflicts with other law. Well, we have a law for privacy, we have a law for freedom, we have a law for many things. So they kicked the can down the road further to the stores to say, well, you can't come in. So any lawsuit against the governor really is not going to have any impact. We need to educate the stores. And friends, I've got an action step for you, which is to download a notice to businesses. You download it. It's just how I roll. I, I just can't stand for injustice. You, you educate the businesses in advance. Yeah. So, so some people, the, the two questions I always get when I start to bring this up is that it's a private business, mm -hmm. so they can require you to wear a mask, cause, and if not, then you can't come in. So okay. address that question. The second okay. question is, well, they can force you to wear a shirt when you walk in, so I why can't they one. afford that? So can you ask those two? Because those have been coming up. Have any of you guys gone into a place without a shirt on or shoes? Remember that one? No shoes, no shirt. Yeah. Rob and I do right. it all the well, time. Right. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> the clientele, I, I just don't want to stumble people with this physique. I, like, oh. They lose their appetite in the restaurants. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You could do that because there is no law. There is yeah. no law that requires you to wear a shirt. There is no law that requires you to wear shoes, but let me address this. Places that open their, their doors 
to the public are, are called a place of public accommodation. Now, if you're a tax attorney tucked away on the fourth floor of a building and you don't hang your shingle outside saying open for business, that's not considered a place of public accommodation. This is a legal term. And uh, it, it means that if you have opened your doors as a church, because you say, come one, come all, right? You're not, you don't have a, a special code or something. Right. And then you've got um, your hair salon, and you've got your chocolate shop, and you've got the restaurant, and you've got a hotel, and you've got a bank, and you've got um, any of these places. They are considered a place of public accommodation. It's a legal term that means they have extended what is, what is called a, an irrevocable license, license meaning privilege, not a driver's license. The fact that they have opened their doors, there is an understanding that any member of the public may enter that establishment, which call, and it's, it's a free entry, and you are protected by your civil rights, by your human rights, and you are not trespassing unless you are going in with evil intent, you're going to knock over all the, the stuff, you're going to start harassing patrons. And so I've, I go into great deal detail on the website with all of the California codes and penal codes and all of that. But let me just state this. Any place of public accommodation may not discriminate against you because of your gender, your age, your skin color, your religion, and any medical condition. Now, I have a medical condition, actually. It's called breathing. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people that require oxygen in, carbon dioxide out. That's how the good Lord made me. And uh, people have said to me, Peggy, I can't believe you're telling people to, you know, there are people that really have asthma and they've been suffering. Look, you don't need to explain yourself to anyone. There are heart-wrenching stories of individuals that have had been in abusive, traumatic situations that are unable to wear a mask because of the PTSD. Right. We, yeah. we were, uh, let me just interject yes. this, because, uh, and you fix your scarf, because oh, oh, it's, your, no, it's hitting your uh, microphone. microphone. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You're we don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Don't miss a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So uh, we, I was up in, in Portland, um, the, the uh, Willamette Valley, and we went into an establishment called Blessed Cheesecake. And uh, Jen Jacobson, she was on the program last night. This is a woman that was abused by her father, uh, physically abused. I, I can go into more detail, but one of the things is he'd make her wear a paper bag. That was her timeout. It, yeah. it had to wear a paper bag, and if she asked to take it off, she had to wear it longer. And then she had an abusive husband did the same thing. So this mask ordinance is devastating. And, and she put this on the door, opened it up, and OSHA still came after her. And she's still in defiance, standing strong. And, and, and there's, there's no churches supporting the single mom with three kids, standing in defiance of, of a tyrannical government, and, and looking out for those that have been abused to protect. And I can't process this. I, where are God's people? Where, where, where are the shepherds when it comes to helping these folks? Yeah. And I, I told her, I know it's a long drive, but come on down. You can fellowship yeah. with us. Absolutely. And make this cheesecake. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah and <laughs> and that, I'm going to get her more business. than. I love it. By the way, it's the best cheesecake I have ever, and when I say ever, I mean ever, <laughs> eaten. I'm going to bring it, and I'm going to auction one off. They, they auctioned one off for over $1,000. It was that good. Oh my God. I, I can get it for 80 bucks, but I'm telling you, <laughs> we're going to go for it. Sorry, no, go ahead. There's an idea. There's an idea. So the, the thing is, these, these stories are, are what keep me up at night. And when people say, Peggy, it's just a mask. Can't you put on a piece of cloth? It, it's not about the mask. 
Yeah. It's about your personal freedom to choose your individual health choices. But to answer your question about the place of public accommodation, the beauty of our Constitution and has, uh, how it has been amplified, it is astonishing to me that we even had to have civil rights in 1964. Right? There was a civil rights, it's called the United States Civil Rights Act of 1964, and this emphasized our God-given rights that the Constitution, remember the Constitution doesn't give you rights. The Constitution protects the, the government given from by God. taking your yeah, rights yeah. that you were born with, your God-given rights. And, and, and if they step outside that Constitution, it's our right and our duty to tell them to That's shut right. it. And, and we're, in the, we're still in the talking phase, but yeah. we know what phase yeah. comes next. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the reason I want to really point this out is because the Civil Rights Act reinforce this fact that we have God-given rights that may not be trampled upon. And it, I like to call it just human rights, all right? right? We don't need to look at the color of the skin, the age, the gender, the, I, I, I'm, I'm, and I had religious um, education cards for people because I wanted these shop owners to understand that my religious liberty is protected. But I'll tell you something funny that happened to me the other day. Oh, I, I, I'm asking for forgiveness on this one. <laughs> um, I was in Ralph's, which has never caused Shop at a store that you know you can go to, and if not, call in advance, and here's the, the magic phrase that I use, this is the golden phrase, what accommodations do you offer, as required by law, for me to enter your store without a mask? You throw in that phrase, as required by law, and they immediately go, oh, I'm supposed to have accommodations, and they, they may do so. Now, I was in Ralph's, I've been shopping there for months, no problem. For some reason, I heard, I was with my husband, I heard the fellow behind me, miss, miss, and I turned around and he said, oh, I'm sorry, you need to wear a mask. And I said, oh, no, I, I can't wear a mask. And I, I started to go, I said, well, we had a customer complaining, because I've never had a problem with the management. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he was worried about you not wearing a mask. And you know, what you want to say is, <laughs> isn't he wearing a mask? Yeah. And yeah. if he's scared, shouldn't he be doing Instacart? Yeah. He can yeah. stay on the sidewalk and have his groceries delivered. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not at worry. But yeah. anyway, he said, well, I'll just give you one. It's free. You know, it, it, he was trying to, he was very yeah. nice. Yeah. And I, I, he said, it, it's the store policy. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I said this. I don't think it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't recommend that you say this, just for the record, but it just popped into my mind and I said, oh, you know what, I work for the health department and you don't need to do the masks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I, what I meant to say, and I didn't get all the words out, I meant to say, I work for the Healthy American Department. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. And then he said, oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't recommend you say that, but, but it, it is about education. Now, I, 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 I don't want you to feel bad. Because I was, I was asked where my mask was, and I said, oh, I left it on my dresser next to my yellow star. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there are so many good, so many good comebacks, and I, I do want to say for the record, I am not, uh, there, are, there are many approaches, and I say all hands on deck. I mean, this is a battle. We need the air, the land, the sea. We need the insurgents. We need those behind the scenes. We need the infiltrators. But personally, I'm not one that's on someone, I know you saw my fiery speech, but I did not, um, 
I'm not on people's front lawns. I'm not, you know, banging on their windows. I'm not doing that kind of protest where you walk into the stores and, you know, fill you're your not, car. You're, you're, you're not reacting. You're responding. Yeah. So th- th- it, there's all hands on deck, but I really <coughs> recommend going the educational route. Having said that, anyone who is interested, I am going to be a web, be doing a webinar on how to make a citizen's arrest. Yeah. You yeah. have remedies. Yeah. You have remedies. And I studied this thoroughly, and I got um, legal counsel, and it's all spelled out, and there are certain things that you need to say. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to go into your um, bank, let's say you, you have your bank, and that's a place of public accommodation. And I know you're going to ask about Costco. And Costco and Sam's Club, they are private clubs, but you, the doors are open to the public. You can walk in there to go get a membership. They're not even allowing you to walk in to get the membership. That is illegal. Right. And if someone prevents you from going in, if they prevent your movement, that is called false imprisonment. And there was a case that I'm working on with a, actually a girlfriend of mine who did do this well, she wasn't protesting. She went into the store to Sprout, to Mother's, to get a cup of uh, a water and a bag of chips, and they locked her in the store. Yeah, that's kidnapping, and that's right. false imprisonment. Yeah. And when the police came, they arrested the wrong person. They arrested the store manager. I mean, no, they should have arrested the <laughs> store manager. Yeah. Uh, they arrested the, the patron, who actually was not violating any law. So if the person is wearing a mask, that just elevates the crime. So if it's a misdemeanor, because there are, some, there are some crimes that are called wobblers, that can be a misdemeanor, which is like six months in jail and a thousand dollars, you know, like you, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's a felony. A felony is when the charge is more egregious. So if someone prevents your entry, that is false imprisonment. If they prevent your entry while they're wearing a mask, that likely has just been elevated to a felony. A felony, you don't go to jail. You go to prison. Yeah. And it's like, and these crimes, I'll, I'll give you another example. So if anybody is being forced to take a COVID test, there, is, um, there are some things that you need to know about this. Number one, it has not been approved by the FDA. Not that I put faith in the FDA, but it has not been approved. You'll see where it says it's been authorized. You have to look at the language. I'm an English teacher. Authorized is different than approved. Why does that matter? It matters because now it is actual. Oh, I've got something else funny to tell you. It's actually <laughs> now. Go ahead. You're in a clinical trial. Run with it. Okay? If you agree to, or, or even don't agree, but you are required to have a COVID test, you're flying or you're working for Amazon or something, and they, they're requiring you to get the COVID test, you are now participating in a clinical trial without your consent. That's illegal. No consent. And I have a form for you, excuse me, I have a form that says notice of no consent. And you can fill that out and, and uh, serve it. And you could also pay somebody from the court, they're called a process server. You could pay somebody, I think it's $50. And they could show up at your work with this official document that is served to your boss. It looks really kind of scary because you're not just giving it to them. Now, here's something more, more troubling to me. Because the COVID test is not actually testing for COVID, because they have never isolated COVID, even the CDC does not have a standard for what that is. Now you're participating in a clinical trial. You are not getting paid for it. Secondly, they are taking your tissue sample, your DNA, without your consent. So that is, uh, and thirdly, you need to figure this out on your own, do some digging. The cases that I've worked on, I've found out that the entity that was requiring the test, they were getting paid for you taking the test. 
That is the definition of human trafficking in California. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Human trafficking. <clears throat> uh, it's hardball now. It's hardball. Human, yeah. but I have something funny. Human trafficking is defined as somebody uh, violating your liberty your, and taking your service and your body for gain. They are taking your DNA without you being paid. How is that not human trafficking? Yeah. Let, me, let me interject this because this is going to be a question from a number of folks. And, uh, and, I, and I can actually ask it from experience. Yeah, these are all the laws on the books. You're absolutely right. But a law is only as strong as the government willing to adhere to that law. And so you're laying out what our law says. But the ones that step forward to stand in opposition to it are the ones that get penalized. So that woman, she was arrested. That's right. She's the one who faced fines. That's right. She got penalized. We're getting fined. That's right. We're, we're abiding by the law. We're being fined. And the reason why they're getting away with it is because nobody else is standing. Right. They're, they're looking and saying, well, and I'm not pointing to you guys. Please understand. I, but, but they're, they're, <laughs> they're sitting now. <laughs> they're, 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 they're waiting for someone else to say it's okay to go in the water. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and rights, like muscles, only work when you use them. And everyone's taking it. So yes, you have all these paperwork. Yes, you have all these things. You have all these little great ideas to you know, explain to the shop owners and the workers. But until you start doing this, it's, it, it, we're, we're all losing. Right. It's, it, everyone has to stand. Yeah. Everyone has to do something. Everyone has to do something. those things for you to do. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. those things. And Another you know what? <laughs> Pastor Rob is on the front lines. And my friend who was arrested, she was willing to go to the line. And I have said this and I'm on record and I know you're with me. I am marching this all the way to heaven. Yeah. 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 I am never, I am never yeah. stopping. I am never going to stop. Because it's, it's, not, it's not about the mass. But I, I want to just add one more thing about this clinical trial. And, and we have had some successes, and part of this is to educate others. Because remember, that's my second. I've got my, my three tenants are connection, education, and action. And a lot of people, they're getting going on the education there's, and, and the connection, but it's the action that needs to be done. So we are educating these business owners with the, with the handouts. We are, I'm doing business seminars to keep these businesses open. We have had more businesses opening in Orange County. I had people coming from all over to do this seminar where I showed the law, but you're absolutely right, and at some point, it, these laws don't matter any longer. So what I did is another, this is just for fun, you guys. This is for amusement purposes only. Well, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just gonna get rid of that scarf here. There it is, now, yeah, boom. Here's what we're gonna do, friends. This is for entertainment purposes only, amusement purposes only. On my website, I made a card that states, um, it, I'll just, it, it says clinical trial. And there's a big box that says mask, no mask, and the no mask is checked. So I'm just going to carry that into Ralph's next time. Oh, I would love to wear a mask, but I'm in the clinical trial. I'm not supposed to wear one. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, and that, that is from my friend John Jay. Some of you know him. He gave me that idea about the concept, and I made up the card. But really, you know, that's what you say. I would love to wear a mask, but I'm not able You're to. You're going to mess up the data. I'm going to me mess up this whole thing. And the, the truth is, we are in a clinical trial yeah. because they, they don't know that masks work. In yeah. fact, we, we have a pretty good idea that they don't. Oh. So that, that's a little bit of my lighthearted. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that I watched on the video today that I thought was interesting, the lawyer doing their approach on fraud. In other words, when did you know about it and what did you do about it? And if you start going into information, you find out some of these uh, like, like, uh, the, like, like the mayor in Tennessee. I mean, he, he knew the data in regards to the shop owners and deliberately held it back and ruined businesses. Yeah. So, uh, what, talk about that, because that leads to pretty big, serious consequences yes. for, uh, it, for him. For, yes, for, for these public servants. So um, many, many public officials, uh, public servants, or um, lawbreakers, as I call them, but some of them are lawmakers, uh, they, they have something, or they believe they have something called immunity, which means they cannot be sued in their professional capacity. But when it comes to fraud, there is not a statute of limitations, and they can be sued personally for fraud because it's such an egregious um, uh, error or, or insult to us because right. we're the ones that are having the fraud perpetrated. So when I did that fiery speech, it was all about fraud. It wasn't about the science of the masks. It wasn't about there's no emergency, which is true, but it was about, look, you know that you are, you are declaring an emergency in order to get money. You are inflating the numbers in order to put people in a panic. And how do we know? Because we have evidence of this. And that's the beautiful thing. It's not an opinion. It's not an emotion. It's not even science, because you know science can be manipulated. Right. So I've never really spoken about the science of masks. It's pl there's plenty out there, but it's always been about the law. And so to... I feel like we're in a couple of phases here. Phase one was awareness, like what the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> phase two is education. I want to learn more about this. Yeah. Phase, and, we've, and we've educated the lawmakers, the lawbreakers. Phase three is exposure, and we are called by God to expose the evildoers. We're not supposed to have anything to do with them other than expose them, pray for them, and, and hopefully educate them, lead them, uh, lead them to, toward the light, and, and so forth. So we're in the exposure phase, and that, and that leads to the legal phase. And here in California, we are going to be doing, there are cases against the governor. You're yeah. in one right in now. One. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we are going to be doing... <laughs> And, and I'm sorry to say that because, well, actually, I'm not sorry to say. I'm sorry for the evildoers that fell into the snares that they set for us. So the enemy fell into their own snares. We are going to be suing these big grocery stores. We're going to be taking legal action. And, and, and then I will have one more after you. Well, no, I, 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 we're going to need to take questions if you want yeah. to. We're at the top of the hour. We Perfect. usually end around 8, okay. but apparently... I. Don't think we're going to be doing that. Rob normally has to warn people that limit their questions. So we'll I'll just do that in a second. But you had one more thing. <laughs> well, you I to had say. one more thing I wanted to say because um, I think it's very important to do these legal cases, friends. The result, and it may not sound like this to you, Pastor Rob, but the result of your case is less important than the fact that you did it. Oh, I, yeah. We, yeah, we don't yeah. have any control over the outcome. Yeah, we we uh, only we, have control over our actions. The, the very first thing was we didn't we we counted the costs. What's the worst case scenario? And they went down the list and it was extensive. You're going to lose your house. You're going to get an IRS audit. Uh, they're going to come after your family. They're going to shut your church. They're, I mean, they're going to take away everything. And I thought, anything else? Yeah. It's like Job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
uh, they can't take my life That's right. because I'm immortal until God's done with me. And right. they, only unless God allows them. And if he does, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our confidence. Yeah. And so do your best. I, it, it, this is worth everything you want to take from me. And we've all agreed. And not only me, all 15 of our elders, the landlord of the building, and the entire congregation. So you want the optic of arresting all of us? Do it. Do it. And the rest of you out there that are waiting for someone else to do it, it's time now. Stand. We can do this. Stand up. Now, the final point that I want to make is um, there's another phase as well. And this is something that, has, that God's put on my heart that is so important, and that has to do with the connection, the education, and the action coming out of despair. We are creating, somebody called it a parallel civilization. I don't know if I would go that far, but we are, we are putting together local communities where you can find someone that is going to help you with homeschooling. You'll be, you'll be able to find that dentist in your community that doesn't require a mask. You'll have that dog walker that's going to be available. You will have that person that can come do your hair or your nails. Yeah. And we've already been doing that. I know many of you have been doing that kind of undercover. And uh, no, they haven't. Okay. They're, they're all, they're all we, out. We, uh, have, well, we have a church that I people can come I, to. I, 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 it's so important to do that. And so um, at the Healthy American, we are using an existing platform called Meetup, but it, it's temporary. And believe it or not, I've got a, a, this network of uh, wonderful gals. They have put together Meetup groups in every single county of the United States. That's awesome. I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah. I've never heard of that before, which means you can go to Meetup and you put in your state, and then you'll, you can, you can uh, meet with people in any county in your state, and you can find out, like, oh, I just got laid off because I'm not going to get tested, and somebody's going to say, well, hey, I need an accountant. Come work for me. Yeah. We're going to, I don't want to be a part of this establishment any longer. I don't want to have to fight to go into the grocery store. Yeah, this, this isn't the new normal. This is a dystopian nightmare. We're going back to the Amen. normal. Amen. Yeah. And, and we're yeah. going to be creating yeah. it the way it was intended. And you know, the beautiful thing about our country is it was the only country in the world founded under God. It was the only country in the world that stated each individual has equal worth. We don't have a queen. We don't have a king. We don't yeah. have these, these well, I, we, we know they're trying to re- uh, or usurp that. But when this country was founded, we had our 13 original colonies. They were fine. They didn't even want to form a country. They said, no, we, we left a country. We want our own little farming communities. We're doing our commerce. We've got our one-room schoolhouse. We've got somebody growing the food and putting on the horseshoes. We're fine. And they said, well, we should come together for the common defense, and we need to have some commerce, maybe a common, you know, uh, way of exchange, and Currency. we should have some transportation, some yeah. roads. That was it, friends. There were basically three things this country, that, that the c- country as a whole was founded to do. Yeah. How far we've come from that, and we are going back to those original 13 yeah. colonies. That's what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> I, I'm tired of that. So that's all, that's all I really wanted to say. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so we'll take questions and we'll limit the, like the, the questions, but we'll have to limit the answers I'll to limit, the... <laughs> I can, all right, so uh, when we ask questions, we're going to do it with the folks that are here tonight. So online, you're going to get gypped tonight. I'm sorry. But uh, when you ask your question, don't give them the microphone yet. I have to explain this, all right? I, I, we didn't ask you to come and give your comments. We don't want you to give your dissertation. We don't want you to give an explanation before you ask your question. We just want you to ask a question. And we want that 
to have a caboose on the end of it. We don't want a lengthy question with a question and a question. Yeah. Does everyone understand this? Say yes. Yeah. Okay, if you understand that, then you may now ask your question. <laughs> go ahead. You got it? Yeah, go for it. Wait, is it turned on? Did you press the button up there? There we go. All right, go Hello. for it. Hello? Yep. Oh, thank you for coming. Um, my question is, my daughter's going to a private Christian college called Westmont up in Santa Barbara area, and she, she's supposed to arrive on Saturday, and they want to test her for COVID. My husband and I and my daughter, we don't want her tested. How do we proceed? I mean, it's like a couple of days away. What's the process? What are the steps we need to take to help her stand up and say, no, you're not testing me? Yeah, I do have a, I've heard from some people who have this as well. Um, and I did hear from a good success story from a young lady who was pregnant who also needed to be tested to go back to, uh, she was actually going to a um, uh, kind of a spiritual seminary. And I helped her with the letter. So I have the exact letter and everything for you. I will make that available. Friends, you can email me, hop on the, the uh, website, sign up for the newsletter. I have a place called Letters. And under there, I will actually make that available. It has all the science. It has the reasons why pregnant individuals should not, pregnant ladies should not be uh, tested. And I am very confident that that will be uh, a slam dunk for you and your daughter. And, and then Baby on the way. Yep. Amen. All right. Next question. Yes. Um, after we solve the, the mask issue, will your legal forum be able to solve the forced vaccinations? Absolutely. Uh, that is why I've made my line in the sand so strong, because if you comply I, the way I look at it, there's compliance and defiance. Okay, and I've been in defiance, and, and as, have, as have you, and that's something to really be applauded. Everything that we're learning now and all of the legal groundwork that's happening now related to your human rights, your civil rights, your God-given rights, it's just going to be fill in the blank. It will be fill in the blank for the testing, fill in the blank for the uh, vaccine. So I'm very, very confident that is not going to be uh, a part of our life going forward. When, when if they can promise a vaccine and prove that it's 100% effective, I'm not anti-vaccine if they can do that. But I'll tell you what, if you're talking about 16% and we're watching all these people getting sick and you've got uh, Moderna and all this other stuff that Fauci's doing, you know what you can do with that vaccine? Yeah, I do. It, well, first of all, I know what you can't do. You're not going to be putting it in me. Uh, you yeah. can put me in jail, but you're not going to yeah. put a vaccine in me. So. And the... Uh and the thing about the vaccine, even if it is 100% effective, no government can force you yeah, to Yeah, no one can force you to yeah. And by the it's way, not about the safety. You it's take the, the vaccine, rights. you'll live. And if I die, hey, you just you can do without me. How yeah. about we're not dead yet? Yeah, yeah. I know. We weren't yeah. wearing masks. Cut my legs off and call yeah. me shorty. Sorry, go ahead. Peggy, I have a question. I went into a Noah's Bagel in Ventura with my mom here, and they refused to serve us. And the guy gets in my face and says, we're not going to serve you. And there's a girl behind the counter that says, um, you're exposing us to the virus by being in here without a 
mask on. How do we handle that situation from a legal perspective? Yeah, it's, it's very troubling, I know. So on the website, I have something called a notice of discrimination. And you print it out, and this is something that I, again, it's an informational form that I researched and created. And you can go back to that restaurant. You fill it out on the person who violated your civil rights. Now, it may not have any legal impact, but I tell you, the fact that you go there and you serve that with a flourish is going to make you feel better. You'll be more empowered. And you can snap a photo of that. And then on the website, I have links to the Department of Justice of where you file your complaint. I, I, the Department of Justice lists how many complaints they get. And they do it yearly. They have not done the 2020 yet. And I was looking at the 2019. That's just what I like to do in my free time, look up data. And I, it's all out there. That's the thing. They're, they're not even hiding anything. And I would like the Department of Justice to be inundated with these um, complaints because if you read the Department of Justice website, they, they take religious liberty very, very um, seriously. And I know that many of you have said, I wrote to the ADA and they said they're not going to look at my complaint. Well, they actually didn't say they're not going to look at your complaint. They said that they are inundated and that it will be a delay. But the fact is that you took action. And then I would also recommend when we get together in our local communities, you'll be able to find where you can eat, where you can go, and better yet, why don't we go forget the restaurants? Let's go over to Rebecca's house for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that better? Why don't we have restaurants at home? I, I also don't understand people saying, I couldn't get into the movie theater. Why are you going to the movies? You can, you can do your own movies at home, invite your friends over. This is what I'm talking about, friends. We don't really need to operate in the public square that much anymore. And I'm, I'm looking forward to our own little hometowns again. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh. Uh, we have time for about three more questions. Yes. Um, I'm flying to Alaska, and they require that I take a COVID test to go into that state. Um, and I don't really want to, um, but I do want to see my grandsons. Can your grandson come here instead? Okay, so when I, I, I'm so sorry about that. When I hear about these things, my first responses, if you can't go to them, have them come to you. The second thing is to delay, just delay the trip, because I believe this nonsense will be behind us very soon. As these court well, cases COVID come is through. COVID is going to be completely cured November 4th. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so I, I will be praying for you, and I would recommend delay your trip for a little bit. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just delay until this these uh, court cases go through and this COVID. Testing for COVID is like testing to see who has red blood cells. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone will, these are, are nothing that I would uh, fiddle with. I have seen videos of cattle being vaccinated. The way they deliver a vaccine is through the nose. Yeah. So I personally will never be tested. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Peggy, what is your advice on employers, including government employers that require masks? Okay, can you repeat that one for me? Uh, can you say it again? What's your advice on employers, including government employers that require employees to wear masks? Okay. Okay, so employers who are requiring employees to wear the- Including government employees. Including, including, including okay, government. The, the issue with being a government employee, unfortunately, is you are in jail and you're asking the jailer for the key. The government employees are actually the only ones that are under an executive order. 
I don't work for the government, uh, the executive branch of the government, so I don't need to follow these executive orders. Unfortunately, the government employees, that is very, very tricky. I would recommend a, uh, a leave of absence, again, until the nonsense is behind us. You can try some of these remedies I have in terms of the uh, notice of liability. I want to put something on the record right here. It, biblically, we are called to provide for our families. It says that someone who doesn't provide for his family is worse than an, an unbeliever. So those of you that are required to keep this job in order to put food on the table, there's nothing to be ashamed about, nothing to be embarrassed about. That's why we're doing the fight for you. I would, somebody told me that their boss said, I'll give you a five minute breathing break every hour. <laughs> you don't need it the other 55 minutes. Like a smoking break? Yeah. You can take your mask off five minutes every hour. I also believe this will be behind us in time, either because of the shifting environment in our society or these laws that are coming forward. So my tactics are to delay. Maybe you can get a, 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 an assignment where you're not face-to-face -face with the public, take some time off. Getting these local communities, and I'll bet that somebody has a job that needs your skills. So that's my true hope. Yep. Hi. I want to know what's the difference between a mandate versus a law, because you're talking about you research the laws, but some of the signs say by California mandate mm -hmm. at some of the stores. So how do you address that? Mm -hmm. The word, uh, yeah, everybody wants to know that one. Uh, the word mandate comes from mandatory, which means required. But just because something's required doesn't mean that it's a law, and this is where that deception comes in. So in order for something to be a law, it needs to have a number associated with it. It has to be, and it has to be what's called codified. It has a code associated with it, and it goes into a big book of California codes and regulations. And until you can find wearing a mask in that big book of codes and regulations, it's not a law. Now, I do want to say that some cities have been very wily, and they have passed something called an urgency ordinance, and they actually did attach a number to it. But an urgency ordinance, you are only required to follow a lawful ordinance, and that is in our California Constitution. You only can get a fine or a vi This is why I'm so curious about your case, because there is no lawful ordinance, and no violation may be cited or may be given for an unlawful ordinance. And I'm, I love to provide this information because I've studied all these California codes now. That's how you know. All right. We have time for one more question. Okay. Uh, I have to wear a mask at work and we're also, we have our temperature taken every day. So is there something, a rule, a law about the temperature taking and what about me wearing a mask Friday night when I have to pick up my daughter at the airport? Well, I, I didn't catch the very last part, but let me answer about the temperature taking. The temperature taking is a violation of your right to privacy under the Fourth Amendment. And also under the Californian Constitution, you have the right to privacy. Secondly, they are, ga they are gathering your vital statistics without your consent. So what I would do is ask this, why are you taking my temperature? And they're going to say, because we were told to, and you say why, and then you can help them, and you can say it's because you want to keep people safe, and they'll say yes, that's it, we want to keep people safe. You don't want me to come with a fever, right? That's it, we don't want you to come with a fever. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll make it even more safe. I'll take my temperature at home, and if I have a fever, I won't show up. Okay, and secondly, and this I highly recommend, you bring your own thermometer that you get at CVS. You know the old thermometer you stick in your mouth? And you say, I, here's the phrase, I do not consent, that's a legal phrase, 
If you say I do not consent and they make you stand here, that's called kidnapping. But if you didn't say I do not consent and they make you stand there, they made you stand there and made you do it. Remember as kids, I made you do it. Yeah. So you say the magic phrase, I do not consent to you taking my temperature, but I'll take my own temperature. I happen to have my thermometer. And you yeah. wait and you show it to them. Why? You may say, Peggy, that's frivolous. Just let them do the temperature. It's everything. It is your right to privacy. You do not consent. I would try to work around that. And if they're asking, if they're trying to keep you safe because you have a fever, you can also bring them the data from the CDC that clearly states a fever is not an accurate uh, diagnosis or screening for COVID. So that's yeah. part of the deception. All right. All right. So we're at, we're at 813. I want to do one last thing as we close the night. Um, I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll read the blessing. But I, I want to show you something because as Peggy's gone through a number of things that are your rights and you've started to see that these aren't codified and you're standing in opposition. But a lot of you know, and as she's pointed out, you're not going to get on that flight to Alaska more than likely because you don't want to and you're not prepared to go through the legal ramifications. You're probably still wanting to work and so you're probably going to have your temperature taken. There's going to be areas where you're going to be able to find that you can push back. And the question is, to what extent are you going to pay that price? To what extent are you going to say, this line and no further? And that's between you and, and God. You rise and fall before one master, that's the Lord. But everyone has to do something. Everyone has to carry a corner of the stretcher. But ultimately, the laws that she's stating are only as strong as the citizenry uh, that, that holds the authority, we the people, holding them accountable that they govern by our consent. If we continue to roll over and take it, then we give them our consent by our apathy and our inactivity. So the question is, how do you change it as we the people? It's a thing called voting. And a lot of you, half of all evangelical Christians in the United States are not registered to vote. Of the half that are registered to vote, only half of those vote in a presidential election and a quarter of them vote in a non-presidential election. And I can do this tonight with every single one of you. I can pull up your first name, your last name, the last four digits of your social security, your driver's license number, and your date of birth, and I can tell you right now whether or not you're registered to vote. I can do it right now. And every one of you would know what your status is as far as if you're going to receive a ballot. And then when you fill that ballot out, when I show you tonight, you're going to be able to, to see where your ballot is processed currently and what stage and has it been placed with the registrar of voters in your county. And every single person in this room and all of those that are listening need to follow at this website and this is what you're going to do and I'm going to walk you through it and you can take out your phones right now and we're going to do it together. Uh, Mike, are we ready to show this? Yeah? So, so um, I don't know how you put it together, but just assume that you're going to see a video that Micah did on his own phone, so you're going to get the last four digits of his social security number. <laughs> um, but you're going to text to this number. 760. 76076. And you type in, go ahead. You type in, my voice. And when you do that, it pops up with a link. And you hit that blue link in your text. And then this website oh, calls Faith wow. Wins, The Church Finds Its Voice. You go all the way down to, I think, register to vote. 
and you click it and then it gives you your state and then you go into that on your state and it shows you you can register to vote you can pre-register or you can check your registration status let's check registration status you got it or did we go that yeah we got it <clears throat> and then you you have that you put in your first name your last name your driver's license number <laughs> Uh, your mother's uh, main name, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your bank account. And, and your... then it comes up and it says that Micah is active. Your preferred language, he shows that. Uh, shows his uh, area. Shows that he's a Republican. Oh. He's my son-in-law. Good for you, Micah. <clears throat> um, and then are you registered as a permanent vote Bye -bye. by male voter? And he says no, because he, he wants to go to his precinct. He follows that. And then scroll down. Uh, you can sign up for ballot tracking. And if you click that sign up, don't do it now, but if you sign up for that, you could track your ballot, see if it's been registered with the registrar voters. And then you know your vote has been set with clarity and it's there and you're counted. Every single person who has seen tonight's live stream, every person here, and every, I want you to tell that, every person who watches this, I want you to tell 10 people. And then those 10 people, when you give them the information, tell them to tell 10 people. We have less than 50 days, less than 45 days to, to make sure that we let them know we are not consenting to this garbage any longer and do it by the power of voting because listen if you by your apathy and your inactivity you will lose this republic and you being we the people you'll lose that because they will take over there needs to be a massive outcry at the ballot box because if you don't do it at the ballot box it's going to end up being what we don't want you can vote yourself into socialism but you can only shoot your way out so everybody vote you get it? Everybody vote. There you go. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, well, I'm going to close in prayer. No, you're going to close in prayer. I love listening to you. I prayed earlier. You get to pray okay. now. Okay. Would well, you do that for us? I, I, I would. And friends. I love that too. That's a good one. Let's close with that prayer. Yeah, we'll, we'll close with this. That, that's what I thought I would do. So friends, um, one thing in order to keep that connection going, which is one of the most important things we need to do. And uh, I've had the great pleasure of being connected with healthy Americans all over this country and actually all over the world because to me, the American spirit is what this is about. And uh, we have a flame of freedom and, and God has created us to desire that regardless of where you live. So we have healthy Americans all over. And one way that I wanted to stay connected was to do a gesture of um, encouragement and connection. And so every Sunday evening at six o'clock, California time, I read this prayer that I was inspired to write and it's at the website and it's called A Prayer for Activists. Some of you got the card when you came in and uh, you can print this out on the website. So I'm just going to read that. And if you would join me Sundays at six o'clock and um, what I normally do is I, I go live on Facebook a few minutes beforehand and it's just a time to, you know, you've probably had your day of worship and Sunday, and it's a time to get ready for the week ahead and to really 
remember why we're doing this fight. So this is what is called, uh, I wrote this called A Prayer for Activists. Oh Lord, I long that people might hear the truth. Give me assistance in reaching others with my heart uplifted for grace and wisdom. Guide me to share my views with fullness of truth, clarity of thought, proper expressions, fervency and conviction, guided by your wisdom and light. Keep me conscious of my own faults and flaws and open my heart to hear the sorrows of others. Shine your light of comfort and peace. May no soul be lost to your love. Mm. Strengthen me by your spirit. Stand between me and all strife so I may speak fully and freely and do this work you have called me to do. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you so much. I, awesome. I, I, I'm going to be coming up here every Sunday. We'll alternate with the Beach Church. That's a deal. Well, uh, let, me, uh, let me bless everyone and then we can give her the applause at the end because we'll say goodnight and they're all wanting to stand and clap for you. Uh, But this is a blessing for all of you who are present live and those of you who are watching live stream. And this is number six. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. God bless you all. Thank you, Peggy.